And welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Joining us today, Dr. Megan Niederwerder with the Swine Health Information Center. Dr. Niederwerder, appreciate you uh, making time to be on the show with us today. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Jesse. Well, I appreciate the time, Megan. Let's jump right in. Uh, you know, we talk a lot with Chick and uh, talk about some of the different things that uh, you guys are working on when it comes to, you know, our, our hog herd, our swine health, all the different diseases, the research, et cetera. And, and I know here just uh, last week or so, uh, you guys have come out with some news about uh, reallocating some funds to focus more on biosecurity in the finishing phase. So why don't you just, for starters, tell us what reality funding we we have here and, and part of the reason why we made this reallocation megan yeah so really over the last several months uh one of the aspects of the swine health monitoring that we do as part of SHIC has identified uh, several diseases that seem to be associated with gaps in biosecurity at the finishing phase so one of those diseases is PERS virus or porcine reproductive and respiratory syndrome virus. What we've seen over the last uh, actually three years within the fall and winter months is that with PERS virus, we see an increase in the virus percent positive cases in the grow finish phase prior to or preceding outbreaks in the sow or breeding farm. And so what we're seeing is that even though we may have great biosecurity protocols in place at the sow and breeding farm levels, we see that if there is an increase in the grow finish phase, that can also serve as a source of disease pressure for the whole industry, including the breeding cycle. And so we started seeing associations with PERS, but we also saw associations with APP or actinobacillus pleuropneumoniae outbreaks in the finisher, as well as PEDV outbreaks in the finisher that again seem to be associated with these gaps in biosecurity. And we went to our board of directors last week and indicated that we see an urgent need for a new research priority uh, to identify alternatives and cost-effective technologies that can improve our biosecurity at the grow finish level, again, to really protect the whole industry. And so the board of directors approved a $1 million reallocation last week uh, that we are now going to readjust our budget to target this uh, identified need for the industry. Megan, you know, you talk about APP and PERS and especially PERS, you know, we've heard a lot uh, about some of these outbreaks in some of our key, you know, hog states, you think in the Midwest, Iowa, Illinois, uh, I've heard about it as well in the, in the Carolinas. So, you know, these are, these are issues and these are, these are swine health issues that are really at the forefront, especially right now, Megan. Yes, absolutely. PERS is really considered the most costly disease of swine in the U.S., and we are seeing a continual involvement of that virus in that new strains are being introduced. The hog farms may have some underlying immunity, but it perhaps is to a different strain, and so they still have significant disease associated with these new PERS viruses. The APP outbreak was uh, very concerning because what we saw with 
APP is that it was in a very tightly um, uh, geographic location. So uh, farms that were very close in proximity uh, to one another were being exposed to this bacteria, were having very high rates of mortality associated with this bacterial infection in the finishers. And what was concerning to us, of course, is that if this bacteria can so easily go between farms that are in close proximity, we are really in trouble thinking about should a foreign animal disease be introduced, how easily it was spread from farm to farm. And so again, our thought process is let's go, let's go ahead and put those biosecurity protocols in place to protect from endemic diseases, but also in the event that a foreign animal disease like ASF gets introduced, we are protecting our herds from that are in close proximity from from anything being transmitted between them. Our producers, they do a great job with biosecurity, but as you alluded to, you know, there's still things that can kind of fall through the cracks of the operation. And that's part of what Schick is doing with your research and, and trying to find some of these gaps, as you mentioned, and recommendations to help our producers beef up that biosecurity even more on the farm. Because again, a lot of cases, they do a great job, but there's, there's still holes and still gaps that can be found. Yes, biosecurity is one of those things where you can always have improvements. Our challenge to our research and what we're going to put our funds towards for the industry is to have uh, identify cost effective technologies because you have to think about the cost of every biosecurity protocol or procedure that you put in place. And then, of course, the return on that is the prevention of disease the prevention of new pathogens being introduced, and of course, improving the overall health of your herd. And so our challenge is to, to find that balance of what can we implement that's cost-effective or alternative technologies that provide that substantial benefit, but still are have an ease of implementation and allow us to consistently have those protocols in place. Well, great stuff, Megan. Before we run out of time, any other final thoughts you have for us today? Yeah, I was just going to highlight. So the, the overall program is based on biosecurity. But when we think about sort of the aspects of that that we're going to consider and uh, for, for alternative uh, technologies and procedures, we're thinking about uh, bioexclusion. So that's essentially the uh, prevention of any disease being introduced into your farm. Also talking about biocontainment. So let's say a disease is introduced into your farm, preventing that from spreading to other sites on your farm or other farms in the area. And then also we're talking about transport biosecurity, which also sort of connects the different segments of our industry, uh, market hall, dead hall. We're talking about uh, rendering transport pigs from site to site. So how do we uh, disinfect and decontaminate those uh, trailers to, again, not provide a source of disease. So those are really sort of the three-pronged approach that we're looking at. And again, looking forward to identifying these new technologies and having them being implemented at the industry level. Well, fantastic stuff. And we appreciate the time. And I know folks can always uh, stay up to date and learn more online, swinehealth.org. With that, Associate Director of the Swine Health Information Center, Dr. Megan Niederwerder, appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day.